0: Talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
1: Just because it's late doesn't mean we're done yet. And the quarterback, you kidding me, Coach? There's still plenty more hits to dish out. Well he really hit the s*** out of that one, didn't he? Look at that, he hit the fing ball. That gets a free stake. <laughs> This is Late Hits, Late Hits on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by Dr. Jennifer Joseph, Get Physical Rx. And by Dr. Krista Reyes, Texas Sinus and Snoring Audiology. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Patrick Creighton. Look in my eyes. What do
2: you see? This is the only live logo consistent evening sports radio show in the city of Houston hit hits, ESPN 97.5. Patrick Creighton with you. 713-780-3776. 713-780-ESPN on the HRNP listener line. On the text line, on Twitter, at Pete Creighton1. Charles Carter on the other side of the glass at the Master Controls. Uh, at Charles3 underscore on air because he wants to be complicated and make it hard for you to follow him uh, on Twitter. But we're going to help you out. Uh, by giving the whole Charles Three underscore on air, uh, I do believe you were <clears throat> you were you were told about about making it simpler, and that there was a deadline of like a week ago on that, and you've pretty much just double rods everybody on this, and you've maintained the Charles Three underscore on air very very complicated uh Twitter handle, which look everybody's got their reasons, and I'm not here to judge, but.
0: It was definitely you and Jeremy uh, from Killer Bees that definitely said change it. And, hey, you know what? It's been finals going on for grad school. It's been a lot, you know, but I'm going to get to it. I promise. I promise. Yeah, because
2: it takes like 32.5 milliseconds to change your Twitter handle uh, to something that, you know, resembles, I don't know, it doesn't look like hard math.
0: Yeah, with it, numbers, numbers and, and
2: underscores. People don't even know what an underscore is.
0: Like, what's something catchy? Because, like I said, I, I wanted Coach Quad, but obviously that's taken by numerous amount of people. But like, I don't know, uh, Charles. uh charles this you put it
2: could you could have put coach carter three and it would have been perfectly fine and well, nobody wow. would have, nobody wow. would have had an issue with it but just done, hey, get your three in there whatever your three means three obviously means something to you because it's in your hand to begin with so you just boom a little three there on the end oh wow it was really
0: easy fun fact i'm actually charles carter III. That's that, where the third see that three comes from it,
2: it could have been uh co- uh it, it could have been coach carter with the you know roman you know i i i uh and that would have been kind of cool
0: see you content creator right here, Patrick Craig, because the, the first one you say was actually really good. I never even... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll write that down, actually.
2: See, see so here we are, saving lives on Twitter, one person at a time. Anybody else who... Apparently has a, a lousy Twitter handle. It needs assistance. Well 7137803776. On the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. ESPN975.com ESPN975 app. Tell Google, tell Alexa. Play ESPN 975 and take us with you everywhere you go. Because, well, you know you want to. And you know what? We got uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, and one of those will be uh, Jose Architi being, well, subpar. Uh, for the second straight outing, um, there was somebody on the phone who was holding for however long they were holding for on the wheelhouse. And I would have taken his call and I, I looked at he literally just hung up like what's wrong with you? You spent all that time on hold because you had like this point that you wanted to make. It was so important. You spent all that time on hold with the wheelhouse. I'm on three minutes and you hung up. You didn't even give me a chance to get to you. You're a bad person. You're a bad person. And for that, your mom is not going to make your bed for you tomorrow or make your lunch. You're on your own. Actually, shout out to the
0: guy. Uh, I will take all that that Patrick just gave you because it wasn't him. Uh Oh, producer error. I didn't think you were going to take his calls. I was like, well, let me not waste up his. Do people still have phone minutes nowadays? Like, is that still a thing? Or is that Hmm. just like a. Uh, minimum wage phone plan, but uh, my producer call back,
2: dumping call back. calls because uh, apparently it's my producer who's the bad person. It's me, and not the caller. So uh, we apologize to the caller, and uh, we sh- we give the eye of scorn, the eye of scorn to Charles Carter on the other side of the glass for dumping calls. You will have to stand in the corner and say five all fathers and 10 Hail marys and three glory bees.
0: <laughs> you know what's so funny? I went to Catholic school for year, for like uh 2 years and I remember those. Like it's funny. It's funny.
2: You will you will stand in the corner. You will
0: beg the forgiveness of the Lord.
2: Cuz you won't get any here. No, I'm just kidding. So uh yeah, uh, Jose uh, or and and look, this is this is not something new unfortunately with Arketie. And it really goes back now two seasons. This goes back to 2021 when Urquidy had two separate stints on the IL with the same shoulder injury that cost him half the season. And he wasn't on some kind of throwing program or strength program. There was no surgery. There was no There was no nothing because in the offseason, there was a lockout. So there was nothing that made Urquidy... Uh, help strengthen that shoulder, or or any kind of program. Nor was there any kind of, you know, research medically into the health or strength of that shoulder. And ultimately, what happened was they came back. They started last year a little bit late, and Arcidi posted essentially um, an inconsistent season. His ERA was nearly four. Uh, His whip, a 117 whip is not a bad whip, but for him, it was high. He threw a lot more innings last year than he had ever thrown before. He threw 164 in the regular season. And the Astros didn't let him touch the baseball in the postseason because he was pitching like he was gassed. And look, this is his... His strikeout to walk rate took a dip last year. It's taken another dip this year. In 2021, Jose Urquidy's strikeout to walk rate was 4.7. He struck out nearly five batters for everybody he walked. He's a strike-throwing machine. In 2021, he struck out 90 batters in only 107 innings. So, you know, we're about eight eight and change. Almost a batter at inning. Last year, that strikeout-to-walk ratio fell from 4.7 to 3.5. And a lot of that was his strikeout rate further dipped. This year, his strikeout-to-walk ratio entering this game was 2.4. He's obviously walking more bad. It's a short sample size. It's only 19 and two-thirds coming into this game. Uh but the walks, this wasn't about the strikeouts being down. He had 17 strikeouts and 19 and two-thirds. It's the seven walks. Urquidy never walks guys, and he's walking guys. And then earlier, to look, so far today, I mean, this is the second straight start where he can't get through five. Today, he can't even get through four. But in his last start, when four and a third, gave up four earned seven hits, two walks, two homers. And that came after he threw six shutout innings against Pittsburgh. And he pitched fairly well against the Twinkies on the road. And he didn't make it, you know, only pitched four innings against the White Sox. But that was his first start. You also, um, you know, first start of the year, I'm willing to give guys a little, little more leeway as far as how deep they get into games. But following a six scoreless innings in Pittsburgh. He got beat up by the Blue Jays and now he got beat up by the Rays. I know those are two of the better teams in baseball, but there's a difference between hey, I gave up four runs over six innings versus I didn't make it out of the fifth. There's a difference between hey, you know what, he got hung up for uh, you know, for five runs over five or six innings, you know, maybe tired as the game went on. It's another thing to You know, your team stakes you to a 2-0 lead at at the top of the first inning, and you give it right back. Nothing takes the wind out of your sails faster than as soon as you take a lead, the very next half inning, your pitcher spits it right back up. And Arkady spit it right back. And to the Astros' credit, they went and retook the lead in the top of the third only for him to get absolutely blasted in the third inning and give up a four spot. Astros score or Keady gives it up. Astros score or Keady gives it up. Extremely frustrating for basically everybody else on the team when just give us that half inning. Don't let them just answer right back. Astros have two homers today, a pair of solo shots from Bregman and from Pena. You know, but it's going to be tough to score six runs on the Rays. They're a very good pitching team, so essentially they're down three, uh, top of the fifth, and they got to find a way to scratch three runs. That's it's not going to be easy. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big hole that Arquidi put them in. And look, they just swept Atlanta, and not only did they sweep Atlanta, they swept Atlanta in Atlanta. And they trailed in every one of those games. And they scored sixth inning or later to take the lead and win all three of those games. So not only is it the joy of sweeping the Braves, not only is it the joy of sweeping the Braves in their own building, but it's the gigantic double rods because you trailed in every game and still swept them in their own building. And there are very few things in my life that make me happier than seeing the Braves lose. The Braves are one of those teams for me. If they went 0 162, they won too many games. I am all about the Braves losing, getting embarrassed, getting pounded every single day. I hate the damn Braves. I hate them as a Mets fan. I hate them as an Astros fan. I just, I hate the damn Braves. If all bad things happen to the Braves every single year, I'm good with it. I don't care if their whole damn building burns. I'd prefer nobody be in it when it happens, right? We're not looking for deaths. We're just looking for their building to burn because screw them. I'm sure, they have insurance. Be fun. It's like, hey, you know what? Remember how uh, you guys had this brand new ballpark essentially, and then you decided, no, nah, you know not We need another brand new ballpark because, eh, whatever.
0: I'm, I'm right there with you, but I love the demise of just Atlanta, Georgia, just the Braves. When the Falcons lost to the Pages, I loved it. it you know, it's just unfortunate when you know. I think about the college winning with you know. Georgia getting their first uh, win and the Braves beating the Astros. But I love that they got swept.
2: Swept. It was was quite glorious. So we'll keep an eye on the Astros uh, and the Rays in today's game. But, you know, the reality is right now the Astros have some good problems in terms of their they got some guys on a bench we're hitting. And if you feel That maybe the Astros also have to beat the umpires as well as their opponent? Well, you might not be wrong. And there's numbers that prove it. We'll get to all of it next. Yeah,
1: yeah. Late Hits on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by Dr. Jennifer Joseph. Get Physical RX. And by Dr. Krista Reyes. Texas Sinus and Snoring Audiology. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Patrick Creighton.
2: Uh, on the text line, somebody said, Run PC, can't use Twitch, but I'm listening. Late Hitters. Why can't you use Twitch? Like, Did, like, mom take your phone? Like, what happened here? Why can't you use Twitch? So, he said, what's worse? This is from bad text person. So, Jeremy Branham? What's worse, spending $500 on a WWE winner? A WWE winner? Hmm. Lotto Scratchers or Bissonette Walker? I'm assuming a Bissonette Walker is a prostitute. That would always be the worst thing because uh, you will probably get things from said walker that keep on giving, like the herp, or worse. Uh, if you're lucky, all you'll need is a uh, shot of penicillin. So I would say that would be the worst. Also, why would you spend $500 on a, quote, walker? There, aren't they like 50 bucks? That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's a little high, isn't it? I mean... You're not talking about the best part of town. That's not the high rent hooker.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like Vegas would probably be like your high rent, you know, but...
2: You to go to like Eros.com to get the high rent hookers.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You know, they're verified. They have reviews. They have reviews. Hey, the
0: verified, yeah.
2: They have reviews. So, well, when I used to work in the mortgage business and I worked in... Um, in... Uh, third party reg- So basically, I worked for a lender where if you ever went into a, a saw a mortgage broker, it says mortgage brokers are not empowered to make mortgage loans. All loans arranged through third party lenders. I was the third party lender. Okay, I was what they called a, a wholesale or correspondent lender. So a broker would brokering a deal to us. That's called the wholesale lending channel. And if they were a banker and they were selling closed loans to us, that's called the correspondent channel. So. Those are the type of challenges. that I had brokers – and look, when, when you deal with a lot of brokers, especially between 2003 and 2006, you had a lot of people in the mortgage business that you know basically couldn't read the New York Times because the words were too hard, suddenly making $100,000 a month and they just didn't know what to do with the money. So they blew it on everything they could. I had a broker who basically lived on this site called Eros.com. He's like, have you ever been to this site? And I'm like, what site? He's like, Aeros.com. I'm like, what the hell is that? He's like, you don't know about this? I'm like, clearly I don't. What are you talking about? He says, basically you could shop for anything you want on Aeros.com. I said, so it's like Amazon? He's like, no. All right, so what are we talking about? And he pulls up the site and he shows me. And I'm like, aren't you like a little worried about I don't know, entrapment, law enforcement, uh, getting something that, you know, keeps coming back. And he's like, oh, no. And then he tells me what he wants them to do. I don't need to know this. Uh, That was the first time I had ever heard the word rusty used before a specific musical instrument. And I didn't know what the hell it meant. And when he told me what it meant, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Anyhow, that's how I learned about Eros.com Because I had a lot of uh, Wealthy brokers Who were just absolute freaking dogs
0: Yeah, I, I unfortunately had the misfortune Of running to um, Broke people who were dogs And you know um, I know a guy, he came to me Because he thinks, for whatever reason He thought I was just good with technology And he would come to me, he said, hey man, I'm having some trouble with my phone Can you help me clean it up a little bit And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking he has a whole lot of apps and tabs open, scrolling, 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 naked people, scrolling, 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 more naked people. And I was like, oh. And I, you know, we both saw it. And then we both paused. And I just come like, oh yeah, here you go, man. It's good now. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what that was. I was like, me neither, man. Just, you know, keep it clean next time.
2: So when I worked at 610 and wasn't getting very many hours because the old PD, Ryan McCredden, thought that I made too much money hourly, so he gave hours that would normally go to me to people who made a lot less than I did hourly. It didn't matter. They couldn't speak English, uh, couldn't read, you know, or, or, you know and none, none of that mattered. Quality of the performance didn't matter. Just, well, they make a lot less money than you, so I'm going to put them on. I had worked for a mobile phone company to supplement my income. And I had a woman who came in and, you know, she comes in. She's got a giant rock. On her hand, she's rocking a brand new Mercedes and she comes in and she's like, my phone is just, it won't do anything. It's just stuck. And I said to her, I said, okay, do you want me to like, you know, work on your phone? Do you want me to diagnose it, figure out what's wrong with it and tell you how we can fix it? Can you do that? I'd be happy to. Does that cost anything? No, I'll do it for you right now, free of charge. I said, I just need you to unlock your phone. She unlocks her phone. It's just dating apps. The whole phone is dating apps. Her phone memory is full. She had 128K phone, 128 gigabyte, 128 gigs, yeah. So it was the big phone, the 120, filled, and it's all naked pictures. Some of her, a whole truckload of dudes. And I said, I said, okay, well, here's your problem. She said, well, I said, your phone is full. Okay, what do I have to do? I said, well, the first thing you do is you start delete, deleting photos. I don't want to delete photos. I said, okay, let me explain this. Your memory in your phone is full. Therefore, you don't have any memory for your phone to actually operate and do anything. This is why it keeps stopping and crashing. You need to delete these pictures. Now, whether or not you delete them, uh, whether or not you store them into a... You know, you plug your phone into your computer and download them onto your computer. Oh, no, I can't do that. I said, okay, well, what I was going to say is download them into your computer, then put them into a cloud or a photo bucket or a Dropbox or something that you can, you know, password or whatnot, and then delete them off your computer's hard drive. I said, but you have to get this stuff off your phone. You've just got too much junk. And she almost took it like a personal insult. Like I was telling her she had too much junk. I'm like, no, your phone, you have too much junk. So she says, fine, I'll I'll delete. So she deleted like 10 pictures and then handed it back to me. I'm like, you're kidding, right? I say, your phone is maxed. You need to delete about 5,000 photos. But that's, I said, no, you have like 18,000, okay? You need to delete like 5,000 photos. I said, you need to go through any apps that you're not using and delete them. And then we need to restart your phone. She came back in an hour later and bought a new phone. Didn't change out the one she had. No, she added a line.
0: <laughs> I love the dedication. She added
2: <laughs> the commitment a line. Um and one of her I heard one of her kids like griping to the other kid, "Mom's literally getting a burner
0: phone." Absolutely.
2: And they knew why. Apparently, it was the only person apparently who didn't know was the husband.
0: What's the over under of it being like for pleasure and and evidence? What you want? to you take on that? Oh
2: no! This she was getting a burner phone for whoring. Awesome. It was all the guys she was hooking up with. That's all. She all the guys she was hooking up with, and so she basically from from what the conversation I overheard was. Uh, She was getting the new phone, and she was going to move all her illicit activity onto the new phone uh, while getting rid of everything. So she took whatever her iCloud account was that had all the pictures, moved it onto the new phone, and then opened a new iPhone, uh, iCloud account with a different thing on it to clear everything out. So she transferred everything onto – basically what we did was instead of actually moving it from phone to phone was I gave her a new phone. And then we switched the phone numbers. Gotcha. So essentially what she did was she took everything and moved it onto the burner phone. Uh, but we made her existing phone the burner phone and the new phone, the, the current phone. So this way she'd have to explain, well, why do you have a new phone number? And she just, yeah, stuck it in her, in her bag and that was the end of it. People do, people do crazy shady stuff. I feel like if you need to be hooking up with that many people, you should probably just get divorced.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that, but the huge rock you mentioned. Huge rock. Hey, money talks. And brand new B- a brand new Mercedes. Brand new Mercedes S-Class.
2: That was not a cheapy Mercedes. She was rocking the big one. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. Things I don't miss. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we're going to talk uh, with our buddy, Gerald Sanchez. Uh Broadcaster for the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Got a little down on the farm report with Gerald coming up next.
1: hits on ESPN seven five and on ESPN 92.5 presented by Dr. Jennifer Joseph, get physical RX and by Dr. Krista Reyes, Texas sinus and snoring audiology from the Veritex Community Bank studios. Here's Patrick Creighton
2: joining us yes, uh, on the HRP guest line uh, since 2000. He has been either the voice of the Shoreland Space Cowboys uh, slash Sugarland Skaters or one of the voices of the teams and uh, he's uh, also maybe the only person in this entire city who has more baseball stories than I do. Good friend of mine, he's Gerald Sanchez. What's going on, Gerald? Hey, doing? Hey,
3: Patrick. Good to good to hear from you.
2: Man, it's good to good to get you on, you know, uh so much of you know, the, the Astros now having their AAA team kind of right down the road in Sugarland, uh, means that we get to keep a lot more, a lot more tabs, see a lot more, uh, find out a lot more about things that are going on down on the farm per se. And of course, nobody has seen more of the space cowboys than you have as, you know, like I said, you've been, uh, you know, you've been their primary broadcaster really for the last three years, and, and this year you're still broadcasting with the team. So I uh, figured you'd be a great guy to talk to, uh, maybe on Mondays when the team doesn't play, you'd be a great guy to talk to uh, to find out what's going on with the Sugar Land Space Cowboys and check up on some of the Astros prospects and, and uh, you know, some familiar faces who might be down there uh, at Sugar Land. Uh, let's start with, uh, somebody that everybody wants to know about. And of course that's uncle Mike got his first, uh, rehab game in on Sunday. Um, I know he didn't necessarily play the whole game, but what did you see from, uh, from Michael Brantley, uh, on Sunday as, uh, as he made his first appearance for the
3: space Cowboys? Well, you know, he looked like he was moving well out there, but he didn't have a ball that was hit to him in his five innings that he played in the field. He had two plate appearances, and he was one for one. In his first at bat, which was in the bottom of the first, he hit second in the lineup, and he hit a low, soft liner that was almost to the left of the bag, almost behind the bag at second, but just a little bit to the the right side of the bag. Second baseman was uh, going to his right, and he backhanded the ball, and he caught it almost off the ground. And it looked like he caught it, but the umpires ruled that he trapped it. And Brantley got a infield single, and in his second at-bat, he had a four-pitch walk. So it was hard to get that that sample size of how really he looked out there, but, you know, he moved well. We didn't really get to see him throw with uh, any type of, of pressure, but I didn't see him warm up and looked like, you know, he was just tossing the ball. So the swing, you know, it's hard to tell off of off the one game, but, um, you know, we'll see maybe tomorrow when the ball club plays at Reno uh, for the first of six games against the Reno Aces, the AAA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks.
2: Well, John, I thought it was important that, Brantley was playing left field. He wasn't DHing because there haven't been a whole lot of reports about him throwing the baseball
3: this spring. Yeah, he. When I saw him warm up, and I specifically looked for him when he warmed up, he looked like he was, you know, warming up just fine. Uh, but again, we didn't see a ball that was hit to him, or he had to throw to make a throw on in any type of uh, situation.
2: Joe, let's uh, let's get to the pitching because. You know, with Lance McCullers Jr. on the IL, the Astros are kind of, you know, they've got five starters, um, and depending on the week, at least one of them is struggling. Right now, it's Jose Arquini. But er earlier in the spring, there was concern about the depth of the Astros when it came to starting pitching. Uh, Sean Dubin had a really rough start to spring training. JP France was dealing with an injury and wasn't pitching. Boris Whitley, of course, is trying to rebuild his career after, you know, yet more injuries and more tinkering to his uh, delivery. Uh, let's start with J.P. France because he didn't really pitch much in March. Uh, right now, what are you seeing from him as uh, looks like he's actually pitched pretty well over his four appearances so
3: far? He has. In fact, he threw uh, the ball very well on Saturday night. He threw five innings didn't walk about her, didn't give up a run, and his ball was moving. The velocity was there, the movement was there, his command was there, and he pitched five innings uh, out of the bullpen, and he was able to pick up the win. I really like J.P. France, and I think that he has a potential shot to get called up this season for the Astros.
2: He is the guy that I thought, if he's healthy, would be the first guy called up if they needed another starter. I know Dubin's on the 40, but I think that France is kind of past him as far as the unofficial depth chart and, and who they like better and certainly a guy who's, who's pitched better. You know, Dubin had a, a rough season a year ago. He spent some time on the IL. When he came back late in the season, he pitched well, but he was kind of pitching two innings at a time. Uh, so, you know, important that, you know, J.B. Francis is pitching well. now. I know it's early in the season, but... You know, right now is he pretty much going like four innings at a time? I know they do the I know the Astros they do the, the tandem starting, but what kind of what kind of length has he been able to give so far?
3: Well, the longest he has gone has been 5 innings and that was uh, on uh, this Saturday night was his longest outing and he threw 60 uh, almost 70 pitches. So, he was very economical with his with his pitches and he was attacking the strike zone and, as I mentioned earlier, with the command that he had. So I really was impressed with J.P. France. You mentioned Sean Dubin and saw him at spring training at West Palm Beach in Florida, and he, too, has good movement on his pitches. The velocity is there. And I think that he hasn't uh, haven't seen a lot of Dubin, more so of France, but Dubin is another guy. That I think that has a, a potential shot of getting called up to the Astros because it being, I think that with the roster the way it's set for the Astros, it's hard for these guys to get uh, an opportunity to to crack that because they're just so deep in uh, both offensively and on the mound. We saw Hunter Brown last year, and he didn't. Hunter Brown didn't get called up until September. I think any other organization, other you know 29 organizations, it would have been called up already, probably in May. But Hunter Brown was was uh, outstanding, and we're seeing it now with the Astros. And I think Dubin is that type of guy too. Dubin has the potential to have a really successful career at the big leagues. Uh, J.P. France and Boris Whitley. Boris Whitley, you know, it's he's got the stuff, and it's just always the question is, can he stay healthy? And it looks like this, and so far in the short sampling that we've seen in the several outings that he has had, he's done very well.
2: Now I wanted to ask you about Whitley because I'd seen, you know, I guess it was maybe a week and a half ago, he had a really strong outing. Uh, He must've had a rough outing because I seen he's, he's hit five batters in 18 innings. So he's, uh, yes, he's been a little wild around the plate. And he's given up a few home. He's got like four home runs. It seems like he's either missing bats or he's hitting bodies. Uh, what, is, uh, what, have, what have you seen from him? Uh, I, w- the stuff has never been an issue. His command has been a little bit of an issue. And his health has been a little bit of an issue. Uh, if if we go with the idea that Forrest Whitley will remain healthy and pitch fairly well or very well this season. What do you think the best case scenario uh, track for him would be this year?
3: I think best case scenario is you'd have him as a starting pitcher uh, in the in the Astros. Uh, you know, maybe a, a spot start or as a fifth guy, and then you work him. You work his way from there. You mentioned the stuff is there, the command. Is been hasn't been always there but i think also because he hasn't really pitched a lot he has has pitched uh, a handful of games the last several seasons and of course with covid he didn't pitch and then he had the suspension and then the injury so he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to to have innings against uh, you know against live at bats now, one of the things that Whitley did this offseason was he really worked trying to, to develop the command, and he threw a lot off of the mound. And, of course, through under Astro supervision, because of the injury history, uh, we're just waiting to see that develop. Because it, And it won't be surprising when it does, because he definitely has the, the stuff. It's just getting the command, and I think with more opportunities on the mound, the command is going to come around.
2: Hey, uh, we're talking with Gerald Sanchez, broadcaster for the Sugarland space Cowboys with us on the HRMP guest line. Joe, let's talk about a couple of, uh, a couple of bats that, you know, a lot of fans for the Astros know, uh, Pedro Leon, Corey Lee, and Justin Durden, and Corey Lee and Justin Durden fans got to see, uh, you know, during, uh, during spring training, Pedro Leon's a guy that they've heard about for a couple of years. It was a international free agent signing. Uh, what, what have you seen from from these guys uh, at the plate thus far, and, and how have they looked this way?
3: Leon hit a home run on Saturday. Uh, it's, he, he looked pretty good uh, at the plate. Sorry, that was a Friday night that he hit the home run. It was an opposite field home run. He's been swinging the bat well. He's also been running very well, and he's been uh, going between the outfield, and he played second base this weekend for the Space Cowboys. So I like Pedro Leon, and I think that with more consistency, he's got the tools. He really does, and he's got a good arm. He's got he's athletic player. He's got great speed. Can he put it all together? That's the question. Can he put it all together in a in a consistent level? I think that's just the big piece with him. Corey Lee, he is a, he's got a cannon for an arm behind the plate, but he did have problems with receiving pitches. He had a game where he had four pass balls uh, earlier this week against the Las Vegas Aviators. That's the AAA of the Oakland Athletics. So receiving the ball, he might, he's going to need to work on that a lot more. But the arm is there. The bat, well, he's got a good bat too. But consistency, I think, is, is the thing for, we're looking for from Corey Lee. Justin Dearden. Dearden, he's hot and cold. He's hit the ball well at times, and then there's other times where he hasn't done so well. It's just, again, coming up with the consistency. You see all the flashes of, of potential with all the guys I just mentioned. And that's what this is all about, is for them to get the, the at-bats, the reps, and to get that down to where they can have the opportunity to get called up. <laughs>
2: He is Gerald Sanchez, broadcaster for your Sugar Land Space Cowboys. You hear their games on ESPN ninety two five. Gerald has been, you know, one of the voices, if not the voice of the team, uh, really for the last four seasons, and uh, this year, you know, doing more of, of the home games as opposed to all the games. But nobody uh, knows this team better uh, than Gerald Sanchez, and uh, guy I'm very proud to call a friend, great guy. Uh, also, like I said, maybe one, maybe the only person in the city. With more baseball stories than I'd have, and and that's not a small feat. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, We'll catch up soon, buddy.
3: Well, maybe a little bit later on the season, you and I can uh, tell some baseball stories on your show. I'd love that.
2: Uh, That sounds like an event. That definitely sounds like an event. Appreciate you, G. We'll catch up soon. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Gerald Sanchez, uh, broadcaster for the Space Cowboys, uh, on Twitter at Gerald Sanchez BB, uh, giving you the farm report. So we'll get a we'll get a farm report from uh, the space cowboys every Monday. Let us know what's going on with the you know the prospects and the younger guys and you know guys like Uncle Mike who are rehabbing and, and give us the lowdown on what's going on with them. We'll get more into the Astros coming up next.
1: You're listening to Late Hits on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by Dr. Jennifer Joseph, Get Physical Rx. And by Dr. Krista Reyes, Texas Sinus and Snoring Audiology. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Patrick Creighton.
2: So if you feel like maybe the Astros have, you know, been battling both their opponents... And the umpires, you might not necessarily be wrong. So, took a look at the umpire scorecard for yesterday's game. And uh, the umpire, Chris Siegel, had an overall favor favor of over a run and a half towards the Atlanta Braves. And the Astros won 5-2. And the biggest missed calls in this game. Top of the third, Max Fried to Martin Maldonado. Nobody out, runner on first, two and two count. A ball inside is called strike three. And top of the seventh, Anderson pitching to and Jeremy Pena, two outs. Runners on first and second. 2 2 count. Ball well in off the plate is called strike three, inning over. Or in the bottom of the first, with Christian Javier pitching to Ronald Cooney Jr. Nobody out, nobody out, base is empty. One and two, and a strike three is called the ball. The three most impactful missed calls all went against the Astros. And according to uh, umpscorecards.com, this is not unusual. In fact, they do what's called total favor. That is, positive number means they're getting the benefit of good calls. They're, They're getting the calls their way. Negative favor means... Well, the umpires are kind of sticking it to you. Pitches that are balls are called strikes on you. Pitches that are strikes are called balls on your pitcher. The team with the third most favor, meaning they get the, the benefit of every call most often. Number three in the league, the New York Yankees. I know we're all surprised. The New York Yankees this, thus far this season have had a total favor of more than four and a half runs. It's 4.52 through 20 games. That is some high, high favor. Team with the second worst favor at negative 5.78 runs in 20 games your Houston Astros The Astros are almost always on the wrong end of every missed call at the plate. It look this is this isn't opinion this isn't griping, you know, just sour grapes. This is actual empirical data and math. These are facts. There is data that supports all of this stuff. The site tracks every pitch, whether or not it was called correctly or not. And what happens is, well, almost every time the Astros are in a game and the pitch is called wrong, it almost always goes in favor of the team the Astros are playing. It's data and it's math. This isn't sour grapes. This isn't being a whiny fan. This is just information. Actual, real-time information that cannot be disputed unless, you know, you believe in alternative facts, which are also known as lies. The Astros basically get the shaft from the umpires. Orange team bad. Aren't you team bed in fact if we go through like if i just kind of give you a whole run through uh where where this kind of sits if i go through 15 teams right median the median team is roughly a half a run favor So the Braves are at 0.57. The Brewers are 0.62. This is the median of the league. Then you've got the Ashes at minus 5.78. That's a big minus. The only team getting it worse, the Dodgers. They're minus 6.15. Like I said, the Yankees, oh, Major League Baseball loves their Yankees, plus 4.52. So if you're wondering, well, why do the Yankees always get everything? It's because they're the damn Yankees. Other teams getting at least a run and a half positive from umpires through 20 games, the Boston Red Sox. The Arlington Junk Grabbers. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California of America. San Francisco Giants. New York Mets. San Diego Padres. New York Yankees. Pittsburgh Pirates, Minnesota Twins. Cincinnati Reds. So the Reds, you know, not very good. Pirates, not very good. Well, their, their record is pretty good, but it won't be later on in the season. Don't worry. The Pirates will crash. That's, that's going to happen. The Reds, the Yankees, the Pirates, and the Twins are all 4.4 runs plus or better. But, of course, the Yankees are in that mix. So if you have felt, wow, the Astros really get a lot of bad calls from the home plate umpire, the reason you feel that way Is because they are, and there is actual data that shows it. So when, uh, you know, whatever Yankee Swamp thing decides, oh, you guys are just crying. Number one, here's the data. It's on umscorecards.com. Number two, when you beat us in the postseason, you can talk. In the meantime, go lose to the Rays and the Jays and cry about it. That's what Yankee fans do. They cry. No fan base stands on their soapbox, hey, oh, 27 World Championships. Yeah, then, like, how many of them were before we were born? You know, when, when I was a kid, we used to make fun of we to call them 96ers. Yankees fans who suddenly became Yankee fans in 1996. You know, like, like oh, well, you know, they kind of knew who the Yankees were, but in 1996, they became diehards. Because all of a sudden, they won titles. Yeah, die hard Yankee fan. Didn't know who the center fielder was in 1991. Die hard Yankee fan! Phonies. Yeah, I always got a kick out of those guys. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk some Rockets basketball. They have a new head coach. We're going to talk with our buddy, Salman Ali from Red Nation Hoops. He will join us next.